Welcome, Internet, to the Pixel Play Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast for gamers by gamers. I am one of your co-hosts, Kalen, a.k.a. Catastrophe, joined, as always, by my co-host, Adam, at CS Radical, and Chris, at Jin and Chris. Before we jump into this week's episode, where we talk about everything that happened with all the showcases this past week, I just want to take a moment to say thank you. Last week was our best episode yet, both on YouTube and on Spotify. We are overwhelmed with the amount of people that watched last week's episode, and thank you so much. We hope you guys are sticking around and you enjoy the show. Uh, With that said, we post every Wednesday at 1230 Eastern Standard Time, uh, and we hope to see you guys there again. Uh, Gentlemen, with that out of the way, how are we all doing? What's new and exciting? I just want to say that with the with the newfound popularity that this podcast has gotten, I can now successfully quit my job and just make it pixel play 100%. Oh, what's that? We only did like less than 100 views. That's still more than we usually do, but we didn't make any money. Ah, crap. What am I going to do now? I have no job. I mean, you could quit your... Yeah, I was going to say, you could quit your job and do this full-time, but then you'll have to look for another job tomorrow, so... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, that, was, that was awesome to hear. I was surprised to see how much it shot right. up in the first little bit. So, you know, I mean, it's not much. Like, let's be honest, those views are really not a lot in the grand scheme of things. But for what we've been doing regularly, we're pretty stoked to see that. Oh, we are Very. definitely not the biggest YouTuber. But for us, like, I was bugging my wife all week. I'm like, it's gone up this much. And you guys saw me in the Discord, too. I was just like, we got another five. We got another ten. Like, it no, was no, just, no, 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 no. I think awesome. no, we're all right. We are literally that much closer to eclipsing Mr. Beast, Okay. We're that much closer. That much. Mm-hmm. That much, We are closer. That is technically true. <laughs> so, yeah. No, we really appreciate it, guys. It has been a phenomenal week for us. We are very excited. Um, not to say, you know, we weren't excited before. We've always loved doing this show. But just to see that that natural kind of explosion of popularity is just really humbling. So thank you guys all so much. Uh, speaking of things that just out of the blue, things that we weren't expecting this week, Kalen played a JRPG. I am playing the Final Fantasy 16 demo. Yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm going to already argue that it might not really be a JRPG based on what I'm seeing of it, but hey, I'll, I'll let it, it slide. I'll take it. Close no, it is no close I'll, take it. I'll take it. Uh, yeah, I was like, how the hell am I? I I've, I've talked so, so much shit about JRPGs, but how am I going to present my face that I'm playing a Final Fantasy game? But no, I'll take it. It's not a real JRPG. I'm that's still me going like, all right, guys, I played The Last of Us finally. <laughs> you know what? It's not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i'm liking it so far i i think that it might be selling me on the game i'm gonna wait and see what the reviews are on it so far it's grabbed me the only asterisk the only thing that like the big hesitation i have for it is the amount of cutscenes. like i'm told there's something like welcome to hours of i know yeah, it's not a selling fair. feature i don't get it i'm like hey i'm here to play a video game not to watch a movie but like I like it. Like the gameplay is awesome, but like I feel like I'm like opening doors in this game, and I'm like nervous opening it. Not that like there's gonna be an enemy that I'm gonna fight, but that it's gonna be a cutscene. <laughs> I'm like I just want to play the game. I don't want to watch a movie. So yeah, uh, I'm liking it. I'm gonna wait and see how the reviews turn out. But so far the demo is selling me on it. So yeah. What about you guys? What have you guys been up to? What have you guys been playing? Do you guys try the well, demo? I'm no I'm no longer banned from PlayStation, so if I want to, I can start playing the demo again. But I haven't <laughs> done that yet. It's, it just hasn't been on my uh, my list quite yet. I'm sure I'll get around to it at some point because it is Final Fantasy. The curiosity, despite my disdain for Square Enix, is still enough that I'm going to try it at some point. <laughs> I literally am. I just finished Cold Steel 2, so I'm about to go into the second half of that arc. I'm getting pretty close to also finishing Trails in the Sky 2 as well, so I'm 
almost two-thirds of the way through that arc, so July is getting closer and closer. I know I'm not finishing the entire of those two arcs. There's just no goddamn way. No. But I'm probably going to be somewhere towards the end of each of the third games in those. So we'll, 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 be, we'll at least be moderately caught up to most of the story, except for the entire Crossbell arc that there's two games worth that I haven't even touched yet. But hey, no one's perfect. We're working yeah. on it. Aside from that, I haven't had time to do shit because, goddamn, we've had so many conferences to go through. It's been fantastic. Chris, what about you? Uh, have you been playing the Final Fantasy demo? No, no, I haven't. Because I'm actually torn if I'm going to. I've already, I knew this. it's a game I'm going to play regardless. And I planned on playing day one no matter what. So I already actually just pre-ordered it. I'm ready to go. And it comes out on, what, the 22nd? No, I think it comes out like next Tuesday. Yeah, so I guess a week next today. Next Thursday, yeah. I think? Yeah. Something like that. Um, um, yeah, now, what I understand is that I think this is just like the prologue, so it's like the first half of the game, and the progress carries over, so you're not having to redo oh, yeah. anything. Yes, oh. and then that's why I'm torn whether or not should I do it now, get in there, because I'll burn through that quick, and then I'll be like, crap, I want to keep going, but now I gotta wait another like six days. So it's almost like, you know, like you buy a delicious appetizer, you it's know, just... you get, and then you, you take a few bites, and you're like, all right, I'll wait a day until I eat the rest. I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can do that. Yeah, my thought process yeah. when I, is I'm going to probably look, take a look at it just because I need to know ahead of time, like, okay, I'm still not playing this at launch because I know there's no way I'm going to finish it before Trails into Reverie comes out in July. So I'm not going to put a game down two-thirds the way through because I am literally stopping everything I'm doing when that game comes out. So now I don't want to start something and then find out that you know, I can't finish it in time and I have to drop it. So I'm figuring I'm going to play this demo to at least get a sense of what it's going to look like. And it tells me, okay, should I really try to rush it? Or am I not going to feel that upset if I let this slide for a few months? I now, think the answer is going you, Adam, to be, it'll be okay. But my question to you, Adam, is me being someone who hates JRPGs being like, man, this game's clicking for me. Does that make it a pro or a con towards? I honestly <laughs> have no idea. <laughs> Like, oh, it could, it could either be like oh my god final fantasy is so good again that it's actually appealing to other people again like it used to because that used to be final fantasy it used to mm -hmm. get a hold of casuals because that's yeah. how good it was seven was you call it a casual we call it a casual for jrpgs you are super casual i don't even think i've put myself as casual <laughs> no, when it comes to jrpg like here's casual and kayla's down here when it comes to jrpg okay fine uh super uh normies when it comes to uh, i am like i am like your mom who used to just say are you guys playing the nintendos when you were playing playstation you already have we already have jrpg at home and it's just like super mario odyssey yeah. <laughs> oh what was that um, yeah. oh what was so what have um, you, you been playing chris uh, I finished Tears of the Kingdom. I nice. I wasn't able to put it down. Luckily, during the showcases, the Switch, I was like, portable mode, here we go. Um, because I couldn't stop. Like, the game was so good and addicting. And then it just gets, like, the story-wise, where the main quests, I was like, oh, I, I just can't not do these right now. Like, I need to know. Um, so I just kind of burned through the last bit. And when I say burn through, I, I hit about 55 hours in the game. Mm -hmm. So I did a lot of side stuff, but by all means, there is so much more that can be done, like classic costumes or, or armor that you can get and upgrade, um, all this stuff that you can do. There's like 150 shrines, which is how you get like more hearts, more stamina, that stuff. I only did, I think 50. 
-hmm. So I'm only like a third done of them. I explored the underground and I explored the sky a bit, but I didn't do as much as nowhere near as much as you can. There's extra dungeons and stuff that are up there that I got like the fast travel point for, but I was like, I'll come back later. And I don't know if I'm going to go back now because like I've done the the end of the game and that ending. Oh my God. Like the ending, the, the leading up to it, it was like, pulling at the heartstrings and like a lot more hard hitting than I was expecting than, you know, previous Zelda entries for sure. And I'm not saying like anything like super drastic, like, Oh my God, I can't believe it's rated mature all of a sudden in the ending. (laughs) Like it's more just like you already have the characters that it's established, you know, Link, Zelda, Ganondorf and like other characters that have been in previous games. I mean, Um, and then obviously they've got, the characters from breath of the wild that return as well so it's kind of like a sequel to the series but also the direct game where you did meet very specific characters as well and it mm-hmm. kind of just starts to pull people together and things that are happening at the end and you know I, i'm not going to give away anything spoiler wise but basically like things happen and then things kind of can get solved if you get the good ending kind of situation and it, it's it's good it's definitely like the good ending where i sat there during the credits and it was showing like portraits of characters and stuff and i was like why is this over i want <laughs> i want more story i i need this but then i realized my backlog's at like 350 games so i better go play something <laughs> yeah i think for me it's a, it's a toss-up like both both uh tears of the kingdom and final fantasy are like the neck and neck as to which one i'm going to get i'm just waiting to see the reviews on final fantasy because that one's pulling at me a little bit more because they're both out of my wheelhouse and I'm just I'm kind of in a spot where I don't know what to play. I'm still playing Advanced Wars, which I'm loving, but it's kind of a filler game. So I'm oh, just yeah. waiting to see. Yeah, so we'll see. Well, there's certainly a lot of wish listing that's been going on now in the last oh, week. So maybe we should get all to been... all of that. Yeah, my so poor Adam, wish list. <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted you to lead off because you said you have some math and stats. And I'm curious to see what you've got for us before we jump into like what we liked, what was interesting and we'll talk about the thing and then do the ranking. So. Throw some math and stats at us. All right. Well, welcome to the sports analytics part of this podcast that apparently has always existed. So this is just really rough math. Like I'm guessing because I'm going off of what I saw and what I think is there. I try to do the best I could. But so with the three showcases, so I have a few stats here. I have the number of overall games I did, number of them that was first party, the number and the time per game. So that's like our big stats here. It's like, okay, how much did you show? Yeah. Question. Uh, does this also include Sony or is this just Summer Game Fest, Ubisoft? This is all, and I'm doing Xbox. all three of them. Ooh, all, all look the at you, three professional. Big ones. So you get a good comparison of what each of them did. Okay. You know, I have other stats for my own personal biases, but I'm just going to give you the three main ones, which was how many games they did, how many of them were first party. Obviously, Summer Game Fest doesn't exactly count because uh, as much as we like to think Jeff Keighley owns certain things, he he actually doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, And then obviously the amount of time per game, this is like an average just on how many games there were versus the entire runtime of the show. So you get a sense of just how much they were pumping out per... Games per second. Yes. GPS, they call it. So <laughs> PlayStation Showcase, 33 games. Only five of them were first party. So a 15% rate between what was first party and then what was just everything else. And mm-hmm. then their average per game... They ran for about an hour, 12 minutes, 30 seconds. Average time was two minutes and 12 seconds for each game that was shown. Summer Game Fest, longer runtime, hour 41.34. Showed 41 games overall and an average time of 2.29. And I guess if you want the stat, number of first party games, zero. (laughs) I know that that was a shocking one too. I couldn't believe it. 
And then Xbox, they had a longer runtime, although that's because of Starfield, obviously. They ran 146.16, showed 26 games in total. 12 of them were first party, so that's a 46% rate. And the average time per game, counting the direct, was 4 minutes and 5 seconds, but without counting it, it was 2 minutes 19. So they were actually really close to each other in terms of how much time was spent in each game. It's not like one of them ran too long in terms of like, oh my god, these are dragging. No, they actually were pretty much neck and neck. It's just a matter of PlayStation ran only a half hour shorter than the other two, but that was also because Xbox had the extra, what, 45, 50 minutes for Starfield? Yeah, yeah it was like a separate direct after, basically. Like, its own thing. Just yeah. Just a lot. So, like, I, I was not surprised to see that Xbox won in the first party thing. I was shocked on how, like, far apart the rate was. Because, like, I, I could have sworn that Sony had a few more, but when you really sat down and looked at it, it's like, no, it was 15% to 46 on Xbox's side. So when it came to showing their own stuff, we made the complaint last episode on PlayStation. Sony didn't bring their shit. Xbox brought their shit. Whether or not yeah. that was good or bad, it doesn't. it's not really at this point that matters because we're, we don't know because these games aren't out yet. But in terms of showing what their own studios were working on, Xbox gave us a pretty good insight to what they're working on. So I was thinking, let's actually jump into that because we were going to talk about doing rankings, and I I know our initial plan was to do um, individual talking, but like let's actually do the ranking first, and then we could dive deeper into like what we liked and what we didn't like, if that sounds good with you guys. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I was thinking, like, let's do we'll do the 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 five ones that went. So we'll do Capcom, we'll do Ubisoft, we'll do Summer Game Fest, Xbox, and PlayStation. So I figured we can kind of go around the table and we'll do like bottom, like number five, all the way to number one. We'll kind of do a round table and kind of discuss it. And then we could jump into like specific games and stuff that we saw that we liked and that were interesting. So um, does anyone want to go first? I think it's pretty obvious what the one in last place is going to be. I feel like that's a unanimous one when it comes anyone to, to, to lower. So I, I didn't even watch it. So I'm just giving a participation trophy and that's to Capcom. Uh, yeah, they didn't even get my excitement. I was say, to Capcom has a DNF in. for me because I didn't even watch it. <laughs> yeah, like it. The idea that's how for these things, interest was. <laughs> it's it's to generate hype, and I have no interest in seeing it. Like it wasn't it even a lack even... of interest for me. I was literally just burnt out. I'm like, I don't want to watch anymore. I'll just see what yeah. what who the first article I pop up says everything announced for Capcom showcase, and I'll read that. And if a trailer yeah. gets my attention, I'll watch it. And I mean, I'm yeah. excited to see that Ace Attorney. Like I said on the previous episode, we were predicting. They put a new Ace Attorney collection in. <laughs> I fucking love it when I'm right. But aside yeah, from that, so, like, I don't care about the Mega Man thing that they were showing off, honestly. Pragmata yeah. has not been on my eyes for a while. I don't even care about Ghost Trick. And I think we already, well, we already saw Dragon's Dogma 2 with Sony's conference. So, I mean, that was It's really, the same trailer. Yeah, I yeah. mean. Really, it was the same one, too. Like, there wasn't even a much new else that I can see, because, I mean, like, just from reading it it sounds like there other than that it was just a lot of updates to things that are already there so like there wasn't like like it's not like they announced a new monster hunter or something like that it was just more of like here's just some updates to stuff that's coming out and yeah here's a few like small things i guess thanks for coming number yeah. four <laughs> where do we fall on number four well this is i'm torn between two and i'm constantly going between them for me personally all right it's, it's, for uh, me it's ubisoft Okay. That is what one of you, my it's tied between Ubisoft and Sony. See, for me, PlayStation is, is number number four. Uh for me, I thought PlayStation did a very weak job. Uh this being I, I would probably argue I'm the big Sony pony on this on this podcast. And for me, I was disappointed. 
we have nothing in the hopper. Spider-Man is coming out. Cool. And I mean, granted, it's Spider-Man. Like, I know what Spider-Man is and I'm like, I'm excited for it, but I'm not like it's good. I feel like it's just going to be more of the same. And I don't know. I'm not necessarily not excited for that, but it's not invigorating. I have no idea what a lot of the studios are up to. And Sony brought nothing. They came across uh, very arrogant, very like, hey, we don't we're Sony. You'll buy our stuff no matter what. And I didn't like it. I, I felt like they needed more games. They needed more first party. We're getting into phase two of their console. And it did not sell me as to why I have a PlayStation. I don't have after Spider-Man. I have nothing I'm looking forward to on this console. Like they had some games. Sure. Um, like they had um, I think they had Mirage on that one. Like, cool. I'm excited for that, but that's not your game, right? That's that's Ubisoft's game. And and so like there just wasn't a lot there that drove me. And a lot of it was like live service, you know, multiplayer games, which is not what I look for for Sony. And so for me, it was a disappointment. And that's why it's number four for me. Yeah, and that's the reason why Ubisoft is my four, because literally nothing that they showed is is I don't care. I literally could not care less. The crew is useless to me. I have no care in the world about Assassin's Creed right now until it's same like Final Fantasy. Until I see that it's better, I don't care what you show me. It's not going to change anything. Look, is Prince of Persia Lost Crown a cool concept? Sure, but it's Prince of Persia. It hasn't been relevant in more than a decade, so it doesn't mean anything. I literally don't understand Avatar. To, to, I still cannot get it behind Avatar, so that game means nothing to me. And Star Wars is getting an open world game. Great. I'm already burnt out on open world games. This is a great time for a new Star Wars game to come out with that exact premise. Does the gameplay look fine? Sure, I guess. Does it get my attention, though, when they're like, oh, you can do all these things in this open Star Wars game? I'm like, cool. Get back to me when it's not a dead, boring space like most open world games are right now. And then maybe I'll take a look at it because nothing you're showing me is helping right now. So literally, How dare like, you? I can't even take That's anything... Weird. I can't take anything from this conference and be like, yeah, I'm into this. The only reason that it's higher than Capcom is because I'm like, I mean, there's a couple things on there I might try down the road. Yeah, I'm I'm so I'm so torn because like the thing is, I'm really excited for Spider-Man. I'm not burnt out with it. I'm excited to hop back in there. I've wanted to go into the next installment for a while. But then also like on Ubisoft side, Assassin's Creed, I'm actually hyped, like hyped for it. Well, OK, hopefully hyped. I'm not fully hyped because I'm still like got my guard up just in case. But Assassin's Creed looks like Assassin's Creed again, like what I've been missing since like 2012, 2013 maybe. Um and then the new Star Wars, which I mean I just finished Jedi Survivor and all I thought was I need another Star Wars game almost as soon as I was done. So for me like on my personal preferences of gaming, Sony and Ubisoft did have a couple each that I really 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 want. But besides those couple, I felt the rest of both of their showcases were kind of empty for me. But, but, like, but Chris, the open, the beta for Skull and Bones is coming. I will is admit that it's coming. <laughs> I will it's admit coming in August, game. apparently. <laughs> I like. I mean, it's probably going to get delayed for two more years like the actual game has been, but we'll see. Yeah, no, I had, like, when they were singing that and everything, I was like, I can't believe they've been referencing this. I thought they were just going to quietly... And the fact it. that it's a beta, too. I'm like, guys, just kill it. Just throw, like, throw what you got out there and just let it die. Like, yeah. if this game actually ends up being amazing, it's going to be, like, the biggest comeback story I think I've seen in such a long time in the gaming industry. Because, good lord, that game just looks like it is... It can't possibly win. Yeah. If I had to pick 
one of the two, I think I'd you have do. to put Sony in number four, only because if I'm counting the games in my head that I'm super stoked for, Ubisoft wins by like half of one. Because I'm of the genuinely shocked though that like Kalen's actually like being like, yeah, Sony is fourth when he should be automatically like, I'm pretty sure there should be a secret sixth place for Ubisoft because Splinter Cell didn't show up. <laughs> and they showed the freaking Mario and Rabbids game briefly with DLC <laughs> coming for it. So I saw <laughs> that, that and I and I was very tempted to type something in there because I didn't know if Kalen had seen it. When I saw that that was in there, I'd be like, oh, Kalen, did you check the Mario Rabbids trailer? There's a Splinter Cell outfit in it. <laughs> Why do you do oh, this that to that Ubisoft? Been, that would have been so good. <laughs> Um, but yeah, okay. I'm going to put Sony in number four. Yeah. Okay. So what's going to be your number? Th- so your number three then is going to be... My number three is Ubisoft. Okay. Adam, number three for you? Is it is that the same for you too? Because I might as well let you guys get out of the way before I toil. Oh with... no, I have, a di- I, I have a different one. Okay. Um, so for three, I really had... It, it honestly did come down to math. Because I couldn't decide. I legitimately couldn't decide. And you want to know how actually close it was. So I took all of my ratings and I put them into a formula. So if I gave it an S rating, it gets six points. If it gets an A, it gets five. It goes all the way down to to D and F. And I put them all together, divided it by the number of games that were shown that I put those entries into, and then averaged it out based on the Canadian grade system. And literally from a score of 68.34%, which is a C+, to 68.49%, which is also a C plus. Sony comes in third because of that. Science. That's just science right there. That's just science. And you can't in, argue with science. I toil with it honestly a lot over the last few days because if I'm being completely honest, the, the other stat that, that can turn it around is that I did a stat for number of A plus games that I had between each conference. 27% was an A plus for Sony, only 15% for Xbox. Sony had way more things that interested me, but the conference itself was just such a letdown that I think it just counterweighted it. And it counterweighted just enough that I looked at Xbox and said, look, Xbox didn't wow me as much as Sony did, but there is a consistent level of content that I'm now looking at with Game Pass going, okay, yeah, there's a little more here for me to sink my teeth into. I got to give them the edge here. Fair enough. Number three for me, and this is a, I, I go back and forth, like two and three can change in a heartbeat. And it depends on how I'm looking at it. But for me, for my criteria, I'm looking at not necessarily like the, I'm looking, the, the thing that matters to me is the games that I saw, what interested me. And this is gonna be a hot take, but number three for me is Summer Game Fest. All right, so, so we're Summer Game now. Fest. We're fighting So now. Summer Game Fest is, was good. It was amazing. Like it was better than I thought it would be. Like it was a really good Summer Game Fest. The problem I have with Summer Game Fest is that there was a lot of games shown. Yep. Energy was awesome. The presentation factor was amazing. But there was a lot of filler games. There was a lot of games that I didn't care about. There was a lot of... Oh, there like, was 100% to- a section that was all geared for sub-18 people. <laughs> There's no oh, doubt. Yeah. There was a section <laughs> yeah. where it's like, we could just leave the room for 10 minutes, come back, and we didn't miss anything. A hundred percent. But like there was like Marvel Snap and like that awkward like just hey, here's a fun video that meant nothing to me. Like oh no, Pro, legit Pro ZD is a fucking amazing YouTube channel. Anybody should watch them if they're big into board games. He has some amazing skit videos. Like yeah, he is funny. 
there was games there. Like, I'm not saying that there weren't games like Alan Wake looks cool, but like, it wasn't like, oh my God, I got to play Alan Wake right now. Like, I think for me, the highlight, and I know that there's some games that like other people are more excited about that maybe Kalen, who's not into JRPGs, JRPGs with the exception of Final Fantasy 16, apparently. Um, oh, oh, gateway. Who, <laughs> <laughs> like, for me, the most exciting one there was like Warhammer. And that to me was like a throwaway. Like, I don't think that was one that was like super, like, oh, hey, we got a big hit here, but that was the one that spoke to me the most. So, presentation wise summer game fest was amazing the quality of games was not there but definitely the quantity so like it's like neck and neck with what number yeah i, I think be. in this case oh, like yeah. i'm not i'm not actually upset i think this is a case of summer game fest clearly did not hit you the same way that i think me and chris are probably going to be agreeing on as we get further up the list here because yeah there also, was it's... there's a specific niche that if that was your thing summer game fest kicked your ass yeah so for me, like, it's all about what the, ex- like, and this is the thing, it's what expectations are or what is expected of them versus delivering. And this is the problem with PlayStation. PlayStation did an amazing show on a general, like, hey, is this a bad show? No, it's not a bad show. But from what my expectations were to what they delivered was bad. And I, I talked about, it, I think, on the previous episode, like, I had no interest in Summer Game Fest. Like, it was a throwaway. And my expectations were here. But it was actually like up here. It was really well done. It just it didn't resonate with me with the games much like uh, number two did, which I think is going to get pretty obvious. But yeah. The fact uh, that it's that high on your list to me means it was a win because that means Jeff Keighley like... paid him a little bit. I think he's he where <laughs> share that money with me, you son of a bitch. Where do you think those views came what from? What do you mean with just you? What do you mean share with me? Share with us. Guys, That's the guys, sentence. don't fight. Don't fight. I'm not going to share with either of you. Chris, Chris, you're the neutral party. You just don't get money. <laughs> oh, what? I have to ha- pick, but I picked it. Oh. I have to keep, I have to keep Adam happy. He's the one that records the episode. I need him. Yeah, you're right. I could true, just right? mute him. Yeah, I could just uh, not show up one day. and The podcast could just be filmed as normal. Yeah. So I was going to say, I could, always, I could always hit the button where I just go, oh, by the way, Kalen. Oh, no. His face is off the screen right now. What's he going to do? <laughs> Let's be honest. My face is not the best thing I bring to this podcast. <laughs> That's what we oh, keep Chris here for. <laughs> yeah, that, there you go. <laughs> Pay me that face money. When we start blowing up and we need a face, we're putting Chris up there. <laughs> All right. So we got our threes in. So I guess oh. we're, we're up to two yeah. now. Yeah, I'll let you yeah. go first this time, Adam. What's number two for you? Well, it's Xbox, just based on the map. I think you Ooh. guys figured that out pretty quickly, considering that they were literally next to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I Probably in the similar boat that you were, Kalen, like, I think that Xbox put on a fantastic show. There was a lot of stuff that is now going to be on my radar for, for when Game Pass rolls up with it. But as I said earlier, when I was talking about PlayStation, Xbox didn't bring a lot to me that was like, holy shit levels. And I'll have to be fair about this, I think Xbox gets a better rating had the Persona leaks not happened. Because now that I knew that they happened, there was no excitement to it. The only excitement was with the third Atlas game that they revealed. And if I'm being completely honest, I actually didn't care for it much. Which just sounds crazy, given how I'm the Persona guy. But honestly, I looked at that game and went, that's too busy that's too loud i think that might actually be to the point where because alice also has a few other games outside of its system that aren't nearly as good because persona is generally where i stick to because that seems to be where the quality comes in because it's like any jrpg company they release like one really good license and then everything else around it they scatter about and 
they go anywhere from being absolute garbage to okay. And that's kind of the sense I got from this one where I think it's like, it's a little too flashy to the point that I think it's trying too hard. And generally JRPGs that go that hard tend to be either really complicated or all, all looks and no substance. They end up being like absolute messes of stories. And that's kind of the sense that I got with that. And then apart from that, like Starfield redeemed it a bunch because I thought they did a fantastic job in showing that game off. But in the end, like I did not sit there and go, wow, I can't believe how many things they showed off. Cause like what happened with Hellblade? They didn't show anything in that. They literally showed us like the most bare bones thing possible. We got a better look at the first time they showed off Hellblade gameplay. That didn't get my attention at all. I think with that one, they were like, I think the thing, and it may have been lost if you weren't wearing headphones, but they were showing a lot of like the audio. Um, I did, but I don't feedback. care. Like that's okay, not important. Enough. That's not as important to me. That's like a, I want to see what the game plays like. I know it but is. That's a huge part of Hellblade. Okay, cool. But like, it could be fun. Just, just resonate. Seeing, I just, just want to make sure a, you understand. Seeing a cutscene doesn't really mean much to me at this point because anything can be hidden well in a cutscene. I do want to make a comment about Xbox. Uh, what was with that whole thing that there was going to be no CGI trailers? I definitely felt the there was some CGI trailers. The first three things were definitely, they're going to probably say, oh, they, but they were trailers in engine. I'm like, mm, sure. Like yeah. that down south one or whatever, down below south or whatever. That was just a CGI trailer. What, uh, South of Midnight? Yeah. Oh, South of Midnight. South of Midnight. I mean, yeah. it was a fantastic yeah. CGI trailer. It was great. But don't come yeah. out saying that we're not doing CGI I trailers and then do a CGI. After the first three games posted in this Discord, hey Microsoft, what was that about about no CGI trailers? Because like a uh, fable, that was a hundred percent CGI. That was the yeah. other thing too. Oh, Anything major that was supposed to be a big deal in that conference to me didn't deliver. Fable did not deliver. If if you want to know there was going to be a British comedy game, you got it. But that's all you got. And I don't know. I'm. I don't know if we want to talk too deep about this, but like, no, we'll put, a pin, we'll put a pin in. We'll come back to it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I will put the pin say, in and let you guys yeah. finish up because I will yeah. end up going on a massive rant if, I, if we don't know. Right. Yeah. Let's put a pin on that. But yeah, um, that, that would be my number yeah. two. I mean, it was, it was fucking solid, but like there was not the wow factor that made me go. Okay. Like it was just as perfect as you can get for what we said it was going to be. It was a, it was a showcase that gave all the quantity that you're hoping Xbox comes out with because they need to hammer that away with you because they just can't compete with Sony's like top tier single player games that they have right now. Yeah. Chris, where you, where you fall for number two? Number two for me is also Xbox. It, uh, it had a lot of games that I guess kind of were like B tier for me, like an interest like I do want to play Forza Motorsport, but it's more that I just want to play that to tide me over until the next Forza Horizon game because that's actually the series I love. Um, so I'm excited for that in the sense of just you know, kind of wetting my whistle a little bit with like the racing. Um, but uh, other than that, it was like the things that really caught my eye were stuff that I mean, some people obviously are going to have it catch their eye too, but like Cities Skylines 2 and stuff like that, more like PC or indie games, stuff like that. Uh, Fable did catch my eye and those kind of things. But again, it's not like, oh, it's coming out this year or something like that. So my hype was more like, oh, this is something they're still working on. We haven't actually seen any real gameplay yet. Not really. So, you know, it's more of just a nice to know that's coming. And so that's why it was just like a lot of like, you know, like good games, 
uh, definitely good games that I'm interested in. Just like nothing, of course. I think Adam, you said this too. That just like extreme wow factor. It wasn't like, that big like surprise, I mean, like how Sony had Metal Gear Solid Three, or how right. as we'll get to Summer Game Fest and we do our number one, the last one that they showed off. Like there wasn't that yeah. one. Holy crap! Xbox is making this right now. There wasn't yeah. that. Um, but I will say that um, there was some games that surprised me and that I am actually really excited for that were in it. Definitely not as much as some of the other ones from Summer Games Fest, stuff like that. Even Spider-Man 2 um, from Sony. But you get stuff like Starfield and whatnot. And and I was very pleasantly surprised by that and actually got interested in that. Still like a little like, okay, this might be boring. We'll have to wait a little bit. But um it was it was just like a lot of like eight out of ten stuff just like those nines and tens just like never hit me yeah it, um, it so was that's definitely it was definitely a case of like there's a lot there that could potentially be good but we haven't seen enough to really get a good sense of it yeah but it's interesting because xbox had another showcase i think today it was like their extended showcase and it was more deep diving into some games like hell uh hell not hellblade what's it called what hellblade oh, 2 said it was sacrifice yeah, there was Saga. Yeah, Saga. I remember which yeah, one. Yeah, I was trying to remember the full name, and I was like, "Crap, that is actually complicated." And I forgot. Um, like they showed a bit more of like the animation and like actual like the motion capture and stuff. Um, but they actually showed like eleven more indie games that are all coming to Game Pass this year and stuff like that. So there was Sea of Stars, which Adam, you and me, JRPG coming out this year. I plan on playing that day one regardless now i know it's actually coming to game pass so i kind of gave it a little bit of a bump too i know it's not the same showcase but it's kind of like still there just you know part two i guess or their extended look at stuff um so that even was nice too which held sol helped solidify its uh number two spot for me cool uh for me number two is ubisoft uh i am gonna put full caveat ubisoft had a terrible conference <laughs> like their conference sucked and this is the this was the dilemma I had between Summer Game Fest and Ubisoft. Ubisoft, I found, had better games in the sense of, like, it looked like more AAA, high-end quality stuff, and it didn't feel as though it had as much filler. Um, I was super excited to see Star Wars Outlaws. I mean, that's an easy sell. It's a Star Wars game for me. Um, Avatar, Far Cry, whatever that game is. like it's so, it, it's so Far Cry. It's so Far Cry. <laughs> Like that game, well, I'm not a huge Avatar fan. It doesn't resonate with me. Like it once again looks like a high budget AAA game. Like cool. I'm shocked uh, that's like, first person. By the way, I would have put so much yeah, money on that it was gonna be third person. Yeah, um, but like so for me, like I like not my cup of tea. Not something interesting. But like once again, it's like oh, this is good quality that like I can see there being an interest or an audience. Like the crew, once again, not for me, but like looks really cool. Um. Assassin's Creed Mirage looks fantastic. Absolutely love that. So like I felt like the presentation wasn't great. Like it overstayed its welcome a little bit. Like the presentation wasn't great, but like the stuff they were showing most of the time I was at least interested to be like, okay, like this would be cool to check out. It never was like, this is not for me at all. Um, and so Ubisoft, while a bad presentation brought better games. So this is like, I could flip back and forth between summer game fest, summer game fest, better presentation, more filler, less killer. Ubisoft more killer, but it also had like crappier production. Like it was boring to watch, but I was excited when I saw the games. And Outlaw looks so good. I'm so excited. Oh yeah, that that game that solidified um, Ubisoft in my third place for sure. Star Wars is holding it strong there. 
Yeah. Can't wait for that game to be a dead fucking open world game like the rest of them. Don't jinx it. Don't put the bad vibes out there. <laughs> Why you gotta hate, man? Why you gotta hate? <laughs> All right, so let's explain to you why you're wrong. Okay, Chris, so you and I think Summer Game Fest was clearly far and beyond the best one. Yes. But do you I want to go you... first or would you like me to go first? Uh, yeah. I don't know, Chris, yeah, what wanna... do you think? Do we, do we think no, the majority rules go. and we go last? I say we let him go because I'm curious as to why his is number one. But I know I, I could. Well, I we mean, know I what know it is. My but... art. Yeah, we know why ours is our number one versus Kalen's because he, different tastes in games. All right, will explain do that. to us why the B podcast or the B presentation ended up being uh, the best one. <laughs> so I think I said in our last podcast, like Xbox needs to come out and be like, "Hey, we've been acquiring studios. We've been working on. We don't have first party titles. We're working on it." And come out all guns blazing. They need to sell me on why I need to buy an Xbox. And guess what? They convinced me I need to buy an Xbox. Like I'm now kind of thinking like. Hey, I don't need to rush out right this minute, but like I'm now of the mind, like I need an Xbox. Like I want to play like, first of all, like this, the third party stuff they showed, like they showed Star Wars. So like they get a bonus for that. Prince of Persia looks awesome. No, that was through Summer Game Fest that they don't get that one. In all honesty, like, though, like, sorry to interrupt. This is yeah. probably the best time, too, because that new series S model actually seems like a very good deal. Now, that's the one thing I'll say about that presentation as well. The new Series S with the one terabyte SSD that's still 349 American, like that's that's a good move by Xbox to make that console a little bit better because let's be honest, the, the S is probably on no one's radar. If you were getting an Xbox, you were just upgrading right to the X because the S just A it looks ugly as shit. And B, mm -hmm. it just it couldn't run things the same way. Yeah. So this is like what I'm saying is like they had to come out and they they sold the Sony pony that hey, is it gonna be my primary console? Probably not. But I'm like, hey, you know what? I see the value now in Xbox and a Game Pass. Like Starfield blew me away. And granted, it's Bethesda. They have a really good way of, you know, making things look better than they are. So we'll see how that lands. But like, hey, Starfield looks amazing. Uh, that Clockwork, what the heck is it called? Clockwork Revolution. Revolution. Clockwork Revolution. Yeah. Looks you mean awesome. Bioshock Infinite, but we just copied our copied their homework and just made it seem like it was ours? Yeah, I'm I not don't even care. mad about it. No, like, I'm not either. <laughs> like, Clockwork Revolution looks awesome. Cities looks awesome. Microsoft Flight Simulator looked awesome. Like, they're selling me on Microsoft. Dude, I don't even like I Dune, did... and I thought that was awesome. an Omnithopter? <laughs> like, fuck yeah, let's do that. Like, am I just looking at the same desert the whole time? Yeah, I don't care. It's fucking Dune. Let's go. Um, and then, like, Avowed looks awesome. Like, um, South of Midnight, I don't know what that is, but, like, it's cool. Like, they're showing me that they're getting the first party games. And the thing that Xbox showed is like, hey, we have first person single player narrative games. Sony just shit on me and said, hey, like, we don't we're not doing that. Like, here's Spider-Man. Shut up. Like, we're all about the multi part, like the uh, the online live multiplayer, so, whatever multiplayer what are you live service, online like, multiplayer and then put Spider-Man next to it. That's all they brought. Like, that was the only one. Whereas I can at least think of like three games that are going to be at least have a single person narrative structure to it like so i'm like hey i don't think i'm ready to leave the the playstation ecosystem but i'm now seeing the value of an xbox that i'm now kind of pricing them out and i'm kind of waiting to see like i think that they sold me on an xbox and that's exactly what they came out to do and that's honestly from, the best case no scenario interest. let's to be completely honest because again the console war is is ridiculous folks like please stop it's so much fun no, it's it so is, much fun. It's fun, yeah. I don't, don't watch sports. <laughs> I don't watch sports. This is the closest I get to having a sports team. Let me have it. 
well, may I, may I introduce you to professional wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> or just like, FIFA the video game. <laughs> legitimately, though, like, this is definitely the best case scenario because, again, as we see, even with the two showcases, it kind of shows exactly what we're talking about. PlayStation is the, you know, there is obviously a lot of stuff on PlayStation to do, but when it comes to their big ones, they're few and far between. Same with Nintendo. They're few and far between, but when they come out, you know they are 9 to 10 out of 10 material. They are going to be solid, the best of the best all year. Microsoft is now coming out with the option to be like, hey, not everything we put out is going to be game of the year quality. We hope that it won't be Redfall quality either down the road, but hey, that's another story. But like, you know that if you are, I mean, we're all local here in Ontario, Canada. There's a radio station called Funny 820 AM. Their literal tagline is your feck, oh my God, your second favorite radio station. Xbox is doing a great play right now where they're overloading so much of their console that even if you are a primary PlayStation or a Switch owner, if you have an Xbox at any point when either either of your main console is currently in a lull state, you can just boot up that Xbox, turn on Game Pass if you have if you have an Xbox Live subscription going and just go, what have I not been doing in the last few months? And just scroll through and be like, oh, that looks neat. I'll give that a shot. And you just go. And you yeah. know that... If you take a break for a few months, there's going to be at least two or three things that are going to pique your interest when you go back. And that's the thing. Like we're now, like we said, we're in phase two of these consoles. I now know what phase two looks like for Xbox and it looks awesome. I have no idea what phase two looks like for Sony. And what I do see kind of scares me. I I wouldn't go that far still. I think we're at a point that like, we'll see how, you know, when they start announcing things that are coming in 2024 in terms of their big stuff, then we'll get a better sense of it. I'm not there yet. I'm more in the state of like, I know that this is still my main console. All of my major stuff's going to be here. And then oh, Game yeah. Pass, it's like, hey, here's where I go to when I need to find a, a hidden gem that I would never try. And it never ceases to amaze me how well it works. I mean, PlayStation um, Extra, Extra has done that a couple of times too. But Game Pass just, for every one that Extra is doing... Game Pass is doing like three or four. So yeah, I I go to Extra and it just looks like a pile of like for lack of better, it looks like garbage. There's nothing Every there that like, I'm like out, I look I look at that list and go, there's at least three things that I think are fantastic, especially if you've never played anything on that list. And yeah, I, I look at and it and the I'm argument like, is too fine. like people be like, well, there's nothing on there that I haven't played already. I'm like, then it's not for you. Yeah, I look at it and it's just like there's games I haven't played, but I'm just like. I can play it, but I'm just playing so I have something to do. It's not like I'm excited to play it. Yeah, because, I mean, the argument becomes, like, we know what Extra and Game Pass is. Extra is where they put a bunch of games, like, that are high quality that have been out for a little while. Game Pass is where a lot of indie things that you'd never try, and then their first-party day ones are. Game Pass is obviously going to be better because you're going to have the chance to play things without paying for them minus your subscription fee launch time. That doesn't generally happen with PlayStation apart from the odd ones like Stray, right? So mm-hmm. the difference is obvious. I don't like it, though, when I've seen people be like, oh, there's there's nothing to care about with Extra. I'm like, no, that's not true. It's just bad luck. If you're the kind of person that buys almost every major thing, of course Extra is not going to come through for you because you literally bought out of it. That's not their yep. problem. Also, just to give another boost for Microsoft, we got to see... Um cyberpunk phantom liberty we did and keanu came back i mean right i have no opinion <laughs> yet but i don't know if you know this i've bought cyberpunk welcome good 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 job 
You know, I kept saying I'll wait till it goes below thirty dollars, and Epic's like, "Hey, I got a twenty-five percent off coupon that you can use on top of that purchase." I'm like, "Fine." They were, of, they were one of the. They were one of the seventy-five that listened to us and said, "That's what it takes, Adam." Sure, we'll do it. <laughs> now I'm not gonna touch it anytime soon, probably. But hey, it's there and it's installed when I'm ready. So you Mr. know. Mr. Project Red was like, oh, is that what we need, Adam? And he's like, we'll make it on sale. I've you. been saying that for months. Mr. That is Project bullshit. That was, just, they just, that was luck. They, they just started listening to us. But yeah, I'll probably get, um, I'll get around to that at some point later this year. We'll see what happens. So like, good. I so I good. got it. I specifically said, too, for those who don't know, I specifically waited for a good deal on PC because I trust that the modding community can make any like tweaks and fixes that weren't already addressed. And I think I'd rather play with mouse and keyboard anyway, because I didn't really enjoy my time with the controller when I played it on PlayStation. So I think I'd rather try with mouse and keyboard and get a better sense there. Watch, you got like you got it for the PC, so you can get all the mods, and your computer won't be able to run it. I have a decent <laughs> setup, and no, the I'm real not, reason is because I want them nudie mods. I mean, so, yeah, the the tweaks and fix, yeah. I'm not knocking your PC. I'm just saying I know it's a pretty like intense. I'm not. Game. I'm not going for 4K ultra settings. Sheesh. Not with that attitude. I should just play it on my Steam Deck and be like, haha. <laughs> yeah, the battery's gonna last all fifteen minutes. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what's what's it like having that disposable income to just randomly get a Steam Deck at launch there, buddy? I didn't get it at launch. I it was got it close. It was pretty close. I <laughs> was it, so it's not it's not like it was on sale for twenty five percent off or anything. You bought that bitch at full price. I did, I did. But I use it all the time. I was on it right before the podcast. Sorry I was late today, guys. But yeah, Xbox, <laughs> you're number one. Yep. All right, so here's ahead, why guys, you're wrong. Why was it Summer's Game Fest? Go, go. <laughs> so here's why you're wrong. Uh, and this yeah. is why you need to play more JRPGs, because you don't understand the majesty that was the end of that show, because legitimately I thought it was Mass Effect at first, honestly. And then the <laughs> second that they showed the news thing with Midgar, I'm like, oh, shit, we're doing this instead. All right. Yeah, Luckily. I watched that, I'm like, when did Tony the Tiger join this game? Like, they got a tiger, like a talking tiger I saw that now. Went, like, okay, so he's never played 7 before. I can't be <laughs> yeah, mad. I can't be mad. But that is no. sacrilegious, but I can't be mad. Tony the Tiger's out there being like, it's great! And feeding everyone Frosted Flakes. He has a friggin' English accent. Don't give us the... They're, it's more like, they're, uh, they're, they're quite nice, actually. <laughs> and he has a flame tail. It's cool. <laughs> I mean, okay. literally, like, they started off extremely well. Like, the shock, like, I couldn't, I, in a million years, I wouldn't have expected that Lost Crown Prince of Persia game. And I thought that looked really cool. And then going immediately into Mortal Kombat 1. And again, I hate the name, but I'm, uh, from, again, I never hated the idea of rebooting it. It's just the name. I again. love all the changes that they're doing. I love the fact that Liu Kang is now the god. Raiden's just a guy. Katana's no longer the princess. It's Melina now uh johnny cage is still a dick so that's unchanged it seems but like scorpion and, and sub-zero are brothers so like everything is like almost in reverse i'm i can't wait to see where they go with it and i like the and idea that they're kind of going with this marvel versus capcom like tag team system where you can just throw somebody in for half a second that that looks really cool and i know a lot of people are like oh it's so much more brutal now i'm like no it's it's about the same that x is it's just or 13 or not 13 uh, 11 is but it's, it's more of the same it's just you know it's it's what we expect to see. I just I can't wait to to see the, the story mode, 
six to nine months after the game launches when the game's half off because I will never pay full price for fighting games because I don't play them outside of the story mode. I really wish. I know they would never do it because obviously they wouldn't make nearly as much money, but I wish you could just buy the story mode separately so that if you don't, if you're not interested in the multiplayer aspect, you can get past that because I can't justify $80 for like less than eight hours of a story mode. I can't do it. Oh, and Sandland. I, I thought it might have been another Dragon Quest game, but instead it's a third-person, like, tank adventure game. That looks so cool. That trailer was amazing, too. The music choices were fantastic for that. Like, those are my three, like, Mortal Kombat, Final Fantasy VII, and Sandland. Those three alone, I was like, yeah, this trumps any top three that the other ones have. Not even close. Yeah, it was such a good show uh, because, like, Final Fantasy, obviously. I have to admit, one of my favorite parts is they showed a Final Fantasy, like, 7 mobile game. It was, like, Ever Crisis or something. Then Jeff looks at the camera and goes, speaking of Final Fantasy, and everyone's, <laughs> you hear the audience, like, yeah. <gasps> and then he's like, sign up now for DoorDash where you can have your food delivered specifically. <laughs> it was when so Final good. Fantasy- releases and he's like ah, i gotcha like he was totally owned it and it was i was like wow they he just like got everybody's hopes up about final oh, Fantasy right. VII look I, I know kaylin's already so going over the moon about like keanu reeves and cyberpunk uh it's already been done before but no one's done nick cage at a presentation yeah nick cage coming out when he was like i'm playing an overly exaggerated totally not realistic version of myself like (laughs) that man knows himself yeah that is you're way too self-aware sidetrack have you got do you guys know the youtube channel like um today i found out or like today i learned like there's this one and they have this whole thing about nicholas cage and his weird spending habits it is so funny if ever you like uh you gotta check it out but it's like um do they involve putting bunnies back in boxes no so they talk about like how nick cage at one point bought two cobras and he like try and like he like has bodyguards and he bought an octopus and he tried to write it off for tax purposes saying that it was to help him improve his acting (laughs) like it was hilarious you should check it out be like yeah i think it's called like you could say anything yeah, I, like i don't even know if you're bullshitting but i'm like nah, that's, that no, that sounds that checks out 100 percent true right. to look up the thing i'm gonna like like just give a shout out to like today i found out nicholas cage spending habits and they just talk about the stuff that he buys and it is absolutely ridiculous like we're gonna watch this after the podcast i'm gonna show you guys it is next level like you want to see the funniest nick cage thing you can t- can that's it uh that's yeah, like, I, I'm sure I'm sure Chris will agree with me too. Like, I just think like in terms of everything they show, like there were so many A's to me in this. Like, even ones that I had no expectations on, like Witchfire looks really cool. It's made by the guys who did Painkiller, and anybody who remembers those games on PC, the Painkiller games are so much fun to play as first-person shooters. Um, what was that? It, they literally said it was Pokemon with guns. I think it was Pal World. That that game is not coming out. That is getting a season to six. There's pretty so good chance fast. it's not. I'm I'm surprised Jeff gave them the time of day and even said out loud it's like Pokemon with guns. I'm like Jeff, you're screwing them over doing that. <laughs> Nintendo heard yeah. you. They they were probably like, hey, it's like Pokemon with guns. He's like, okay, that's cool. I'm sure you guys have changed this. We'll roll with it. And he probably saw that. And he's just like, what the hell? Because they're totally get they're getting so sued to the ground by Nintendo. Even yeah. like you're telling me like I can't the... put like a I can't put a Nintendo soundtrack in this without getting a seat like a shutdown. Those guys are gonna get sued to like the next century. <laughs> yeah. Wait, even like with Pikachu the um, 
<laughs> even with like the indie games like there was a couple really good ones that i'm looking for like party animals which i know chris you've played gang beast with with our group like oh, that's a really yeah, fun game. Fun. um yeah. yes your grace looked like a really interesting like narrative game and then yep. the john carpenter's toxic adventures game looks so stupid that i have toxic to see commando? what's going on yeah. with that toxic commando yeah toxic or toxic commando. commando sorry yeah but like i yeah. i just can't get past the fact that like it was a like Kalen admitted because he had to admit it. He, you know, I know he 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 hates that Jeff Keeley Kool Aid, but he had to admit it. It was a great presentation, but like, don't you dare put words in my mouth. <laughs> but like, it was the great presentation with amazing moments, like again ending with Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, the randomness that was Nicolas Cage, and then yeah, there were some dead points. Like if I pull up my list again, like the whole section where it's, let's see, it was. Cod Warzone, then a Porsche Xbox crossover. Who cares? Fay Farm. It's not going to yeah. touch Stardew Valley, so what's the point? Marvel Snap. I only popped just because Pro ZD was in there. King Arthur Legends. Mobile game looking. Don't care. Wayfinder. Didn't care. Fortnite. Didn't care. Stellaris. Okay. RTS lovers are going to love that. Still didn't care. Space Trash Scavenger. Didn't care. Star Trek Infinite. Didn't care. Twisted Metal. Look cool. Also look kind of cringy, but no, doesn't it count. Didn't. It's not a game. Yeah. No, it that didn't was look weird. cool. That was a weird trailer. It was weird. I, and there was I, could, no I couldn't part. stop looking at it being like, why is Falcon losing to a fat clown? <laughs> <laughs> but like, Why is Will Arnett voicing this guy? <laughs> the, la- the last three I thought, I thought were really cool, like Lisfanga looked really cool, had that like super giant games like Transistor sort of feel to it. Immortals of Avium, which again, I said when we talked about PlayStation, I'm still waiting for the day that there's actually a really good first person magic game. And then ending with Rebirth. So, like, it recovered, but yeah, that last... There was, like, a good 15 to 20 minutes where I was just like, okay, just remember, this is for the younger audience right now. Just, it's okay. You're going to see something cool. Just hang in there. Yeah. But, the like, is when... the first 30 oh, minutes just was so good. I'm just saying, I didn't have to make, uh, like, accommodations or excuses for my number one pick. Just saying. Uh, I didn't... Right. I had to make plenty of accommodations for Microsoft. That's why it's not number one. Because almost none uh, of it was amazing. It was just solidly good. That's not good enough for first. Doesn't work that way. <laughs> Chris, why, love- why is uh, Summer Game Fest on your on your t- number one? So a lot of what Adam's been saying. You got Final Fantasy, Mortal Kombat. Um, we even got like the date for Spider Man, which I thought was weird. That should have been in the Sony conference when they showed right. all of that info. And I think, and then they ended it with like coming soon or something. But then yeah. just reveal the date like two days later, like. Yeah, it just happened. Um, for me, one of the biggest ones that nobody's mentioned is Sonic Superstars. Oh, right. uh, I forgot as, about that. As, as you can see, Sonic fan, obviously, as you can see here. Hey, and, like, no, I didn't forget it. I just left it specifically for you for that reason. Uh, yes, thank you. <laughs> so crazy. That's what a hero would do. Um, <laughs> yeah, like four-player 2D Sonic the Hedgehog that looks like the old games, but with like modern-ish graphics. Like yeah, why can't they just keep doing that instead of like constantly messing with it like they always do? Just that wouldn't be Sonic that. then. That's true. You have to have the bad so you can appreciate the good, Adam. It's like it's Sega like Windows. Is... For every good Sonic game, they have to release a bad one before the new good one comes out and it's good again. Sega, no, Sega's in a situation where they hate Sonic and they want to stop making Sonic games. And they're like, how can we destroy it so the fans don't ask for it anymore? And they keep making it bad. And everyone's like, next one's going to be good. And they're like. We just want to stop. Why? And so they're finally like, fine. We're going to stop. See, but if they really, really meant it, they would just release Sonic 
06, the remastered edition, and then people will be like, all right, Sega, that's you, you, you really, you really mm-hmm. twisted the knife on this one. And then actually, no, Sonic and the Black Sonic Knight 2. Oh, God. Oh, and the secret rings. Sonic uh, 06 also Just for the fact that you said there's the Black Knight 2 means that they made two of them. No, no, no. Still, that would be the I announcement. Like Sonic. Sonic Unleashed 2 and Sonic the Black Knight 2, all new sequels. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> oh. uh, but yeah, like Sonic Superstars looks amazing. Four player Sonic the Hedgehog, that's friggin' amazing playing as the different characters. Um, I like the people that came out, like Sam Lake, I think is his name, who plays Alan Wake. Uh, which is very interesting to try and say their names. Um, Like, that looked interesting, but it was nice to have the actual actor come out. Um, I mean, it was just a good show. Ed Boon came out, too. Looks way too normal to have created all that Mortal (laughs) Kombat-ness. Like, dude looks like somebody's dad. Like, that's you're way too normal, and there's something going on. He's almost always like somebody's dad, honestly. (laughs) Yeah, like, where's... You should be... You should look like anything else. Like, you should look like you're right out of an episode of Stranger Things. Yeah, he looks like he should be a serial killer, but he's not. No, he's just a normal guy. He's like, hey, guys, good game, right? Um, But yeah, like, the show had good pacing. It didn't have any extra talking like Ubisoft, where it was like, here's a game. Now we're going to go into great details about this game you actually don't really care about. Um, there was the couple funny parts, like when Jeff said the DoorDash joke, which was pretty funny. Yes, there was the part that was designed for kids. Let's face it, Epic and stuff pays to be there. You heard it when Jeff was like, you can all play season four, chapter three of Fortnite or whatever the hell he said in the audience. Just like, I think I heard one little clap. I was like, that person works for Epic. Like, that's clearly where they are. Well, yeah, like nobody under under the age of 14 was there, so they didn't care. Yeah. yeah. Can we just talk about like the, like the awkward moments. Can we talk about a moment where uh, Eve Gilmore was talking and he, what was the game that he was talking about? And he's like, um, Star, Star Wars Outlook. Oh, yeah. He said <laughs> Outlook. Yeah. He totally said Outlook. Dude has no idea what they're even making. Yeah. Oh. You, you know that that guy actually doesn't pay attention to anything that goes on in his company. He's just at the top. He makes all the money and then he gets yeah. together with a bunch of people and be like, how's our sales doing? Not terrible. No, I, I, cool. I get the feeling that Eve Gilmore generally likes his company. I don't think he's a gamer, but I think he he's a business person, but he loves his business. He loves his company, but he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't and enjoy he needs to stop talking. Rule of Scarface. You don't get high on your own supply, and Eve Gilmore is not getting high on his supply. Oh, that's smart. Like they, he, they used that's to have Aisha, Aisha Tyler doing those presentations, and then Eve's would be up yeah. for like one or two things. Fine, whatever, but like... <laughs> No, I, I think I think he needs to put he needs to hang up like retire his jersey, put it the banner up in the office, and say, Eves, you're not talking on these shows anymore. No one wants to fucking hear you. Because we associate with two things right now garbage and scandal, which I guess also goes with garbage. But you know, go the fuck away, collect your paycheck, and just keep running the company the way that you know you're doing. I don't want to see your face. Like straight up. I also didn't watch the conference because I didn't want to give them that support online. I just paid attention to what they did. And if there was a trailer that interests me, I took a look, but like, I still have a real heavy hatred for that company right now. So, and he's a big part of wise. So yeah, fuck him. Fair enough. Uh, all right. We kind of did like an overview. Like I figured now we can kind of just jump into some of like the specific games that we saw. We kind of touched on a couple of them, but like, I figured we can kind of jump, jump through. Biggest game for me, like, what was your big, holy crap, 
game like what was your like game of show what was the one i, I could think i know what adams is maybe chris mine you know of two ways yeah mine yeah. and adam might be the same here's the thing it's not rebirth oh <gasps> Okay, so but that's because <laughs> I already know what it is, right? Like, I was surprised to see the trailer there, and I was excited for it, but, like, it wasn't my biggest, like, moment. Again, had it not been for the leak to be revealed, but Persona 3 Reload is legitimately my biggest thing because I want to go back so badly and play that game, and playing it on Game Pass right now with the sort of remaster they did is garbage because it took the PlayStation portable or Vita version. No, it's portable version where you don't even have like full on in-game cutscenes. It's like when visual novels have you like hover a cursor over to click Uh, on the thing. I tried, I tried so hard to stay with it. I can't. So as soon as they announced that there was going to be a remake coming down the line, I was like, cool, don't have to play this thing. And now that I see it, I'm so happy because I want to go back and actually experience it as an adult because I got it when I was like late teens and I really want to see how that connects to me now compared to before because teenager, you're more just like, that's a hot girl. That's a hot girl. Oh, cool. I got a sword. Now I want to actually, you know, pay attention to the story and go, oh, wow, this is really freaking deep because I didn't like Persona 5 the first time I played it and then replayed it a second time when I was like, another four or five years older when I had a completely different outlook on life. This is during COVID too. So that was a real good time to be playing it when your emotions are on high and it was night and day different. So to have that, that would be a big deal. And then obviously Spider-Man two would be the other one just because like seeing the gameplay and seeing having both miles and Peter Parker, there, seeing the venom suit and how that plays out. I cannot wait. Like that's I'm perfectly getting ready to, as much as I love Hi-Fi Rush, I'm getting ready for Spider-Man 2 to overtake that game of the year spot right now. But, hey, I mean, Trails into Reverie still got the first crack at it in July, but we'll see. That is true. I'm surprised. I'm not. I'm actually not surprised with your answer. I just hadn't thought of that. That does make sense. That does make sense. Yeah, so mine is definitely Rebirth. Yeah, mine yeah. is Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Uh, I have a bunch of games that I'm really, really looking forward to, and they're all going to be Game of the Year contenders. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, of the the ones that I watched and I was hoping to see, and then after the Sony conference, I was like, cool, I'm just not going to see it. And then when it showed up, oh, and then Jeff made his joke about DoorDash, where I was like, <laughs> okay, they're definitely not showing Final Fantasy. Way to do that. And then it ended up showing up the end anyways. I was like, damn, okay, yeah. I'm so, so glad uh, that, it was that, though, because like I said, I legitimately thought it was Mass Effect, and I was about to be mad because I'm still waiting for that game to finally come out and hate it. So as soon as I saw Midgar, I went, okay, okay, all right, let's go. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. It went from like, don't you don't you show me something I might like again. Don't, don't hurt <laughs> me. And then it was seven. I'm like, okay, we're good. I'm back into hypo. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm still mad that they didn't show any new characters apart from Elena in the trailer, but I still popped a little bit for Elena, but that was about it. <laughs> yeah, the the game looks... I mean, it looks like Final Fantasy VII Remake in another setting and like part two. But, but it's cool seeing like just the overworld but not being a pixelated mess like the overworld was <laughs> yeah. in the original game. Yeah, that and you got true. Tigger now coming with him too. Yeah, oh, now it's Tigger. Actually, now it's cool. Tigger. You're closer. But... Uh... <laughs> Uh, I'm yeah, I'm super excited for that. It, they said just enough to be like, wait, what? The story's completely different than what I thought. Wait, what? There's what's happening? Um, familiar scenes, not familiar scenes. I don't know. The whole thing just looks 
the idea so that they're good. teasing that in in this version of the story, Tifa's actually was killed in Niflheim instead. Like they're teasing that yeah. idea. So they really are flipping everything up on its head, which is going to make this really interesting. Yeah, if yeah. that's what's going on, or if the trailer's just yeah. being a jerk. But like if, if you're a fan of, of the original game and or the remake, you watch that trailer and you have so many more questions, so now your brain's just circling. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't play the game when I watched it. I'm sitting there saying, like, when did Raja from Aladdin get in this game? Like, <laughs> The amount of tigers that you were pulling out is, oh, it's very funny. Oh, by it the way, uh, Kayla, when are we going to get to Splinter Cell? Shut up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's my number one. I have other ones. I mean, let's be honest, Kalen. I'm going to even take a harder shot. Because there are like Shimmer soldiers and stuff in Final Fantasy VII, that's far closer to Splinter Cell than you'll ever get in this co- in this conference section. Their helmets Stop. are pretty Splinter Cell. Stop. It already <laughs> they do you have like the to... little circle thing on yeah, their helmet. They do. They look like night vision goggles. <laughs> Wait, was it just a prequel to Final Fantasy VII this whole time? Oh, it's <laughs> yeah. Just is, is Sam Fisher really just a Turk? Oh, his real name's actually Shinra Fisher. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I have other and his new I pet Tigger. Everything. Will <laughs> <laughs> go forever. Uh, but Kalen, I'll throw it back to you because I don't even know what to say now because I'm um, just going to be laughing. So the obvious, you think the obvious one for me is Star Wars, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, for me, the one I think that was the biggest surprise is Starfield. I was like, oh yeah, like I, I think I was on this podcast saying like Starfield is going to be a disappointment, and it still could be. It is Bethesda. I think all our interest they, has definitely been up though. That's for sure. They are very much an overpromise, underdeliver. But I don't know. I'm watching it, and it looks amazing. I am so excited to basically turn that game into a Star Wars game. I am going to be a smuggler. I'm going to be Han Solo. I'm going to find myself a Wookiee, and I'm going to go fly the galaxy just shooting up stuff and smuggling and stealing and being a general scoundrel. I am so excited for that. I mean, I, I mean, oh, look, yeah. like as a guy who still remembers Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, if they have a Twi'lek companion, okay, fine, I'm in. I, I, I need someone to fill that mission valve void that I haven't had in like 20 years. Yeah, so I just saw it, and I was just like, man, space combat... I can go like run and gun and shoot, doing RPG stuff. Like it was just checking every single box. Like I've never been a huge um, Elder Scroll fan. Like I tried playing um, Skyrim last year or two years ago for the first time. Medieval RPGs just don't click with me. But like, and space, also the game got the stolen from you when Jenny Bezos decided to take everything over. Right? Oh yeah, Jenny Bezos. I forgot about that. Yeah, but long story short, like I am a huge sci-fi nerd, and to be an RPG in space where I can, I can own a spaceship and fly it, and I could be like, whatever the hell I want to be. I could be an explorer. I could be a thief. I could be like good person. I am so excited. So we're talking Starfield now, right? We're still talking Starfield. Yeah, don't worry. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Starfield for me was just I kept seeing more and more. Now, granted, that game looks massive, and that's a little intimidating. Like you look at something that big, and you're like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to fit that in my life, but. It looks incredible. I yeah, legitimately, so like, it show does. it, like, they started, thank God they started with the combat, because that was my biggest issue, is the combat looks so slow in the yes. first gameplay trailer. Yeah. And it looked a lot better. It kind of reminded me of what Mass Effect Andromeda did, where the combat in Andromeda is a lot better than the original trilogy. It's just mm-hmm. the rest of the game sucks. Like, the, having the boost pack, like, I think it's actually a perk, rather than being mm-hmm. a full-fledged thing that you get in, in Starfield, but, like, seeing yeah. that fluidity... And seeing the less like screen time that's being, I mean, sure, I'm sure the hood or the HUD might be actually a little more busy because they might have turned some stuff off for the for the trailer, but like the gameplay actually looks a lot better 
and everything was fine. Like the star, like the star or the space combat looked really, really good. I like the idea of like building your spaceship the way you like it. There's going to be a lot of space dicks and also a lot of Star Wars, Star Trek, and the Expanse creations that are going to come out of that. I can't wait to see somebody build the Rosinante. I can't wait to see that. But it like my interest has gone from a C to an A, but it's still a cautious A because mm-hmm. when we get to the second half and they keep bringing up how much there's going to be to do, I go, that's my worry because if one thing looks really, really good, the problem with having too many things to do is that you have to sacrifice quality, which is why a game like, say, Star Citizen, you can never expect to be this amazing game because they're trying to do too much with it. And my worry with Starfield is is similar with, it looks like at least in terms of the shooting part of it and maybe the space combat, like it looks like that stuff's going to be fun to do. I still have no idea if I'm going to care at all about the story, the characters, the exploration, because it might be fun for the first couple of planets until you realize there's just procedural. Again, procedurally generated is such a mixed bag. It can either be really cool or it can be really, really, really dull. I am not interested in like exploring other planet. Like I am pretty much going to probably golden path this a little bit like with the yeah, exception of side quests. Like, if if i don't, I don't have to, to do all the extra exploring to like get certain equipment or level up or mm-hmm. things like that i'm probably going to take the same approach that i did with the horizon dlc and just beeline through most of it oh i beat that by the way nice awesome thing but yeah um no for me like so where starfield is starfield for me is a day one purchase pending review so like uh, like, well, assuming uh, you have an Xbox, and then in which case it's a day one well, Game Pass game. I'm buy. I am well. No, I'm not buying the game. Like, yeah, I'm playing Game Pass, but like, I am basically probably going to buy an Xbox for Starfield if the reviews come out like that. It's like, hey, this game is as good as it says it is. I'm expecting it's going to have like the, ch- the stilty dialogue where you just kind of like stand there, and the person's like a robot and just like dead eye stares at you while you talk to them. Yeah. But oh, like, yeah. barring them saying it's a, it's it's a bad game, like I'm sold on Starfield. And so. then they, unfortunately, like, sorry, I didn't, I'm, I know, Chris, you want to say a little bit there, but I'm so disappointed, though, that after all of that, all that excitement, then the news comes out that it's going to be locked at 30 frames. And I went, oh, I don't care. God damn it. Like, I know it's not a big deal, but it's still a sense of like, that's what worries me again about the game, because it sounds like it's too big for itself that it can't handle the load, which is also worrisome. See, I don't, yeah. like the, 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 I'm not a 30, I'm not a 60 frames per second. Snob. Well, like, my worry, even though, the if fun- they're locking it at 30 it means that if this game is not perfect when it comes out, it's going to be really noticeable with frame drops because 60 to 50 isn't nearly that bad, but 30 to 25 to 20 is really bad. Well, I mean, I'm playing, I'm playing final fantasy on 30 frames so I can get that high resolution. So like, I'm not a FPS snob. I don't really care. Yeah. If it runs smoothly at 30, then we don't have too many problems, but like, I have a feeling with a game of that scope, it's going to be really hard to be a consistent 30 without a dipping somewhere. You, clearly have not played a fallout game and have dropped a bunch of fat boy nukes and just gone to three frames per second that's different <laughs> i expect that to happen <laughs> well imagine that but on a thousand planets all at the same time yeah can we just build a death star in starfield that would be sick and then i'm moving there but i won't stay because it never goes well um yeah no starfield looks amazing i it's yeah. I, I was as soon as Adam, you were so right. As soon as the combat was shown, that's when my mind flipped. Because it, like, when it showed it before, and obviously it's a Bethesda game, 
like Fallout 4 and stuff like that. It's not like that was known for like quick combat. That was more about the VAT no system. No one ever praises kind of Fallout combat. No. no. And that's what I was worried this was, or and some sort of version of that, but also with like a thousand planets. And like, are they all going to be boring? Like, is this just Fallout, but on a thousand different Fallout planets and it's not going to be as fun as I want it to be? But then the freaking first person shooter, like it looked like Titanfall or something. Like it was fast paced, just shoot, 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 shoot. And I was like, oh my God, this is, this looks fun. This looks like a fun exploration story-based game with missions. That's also a first person shooter. Yes. You can apparently play in third person, but I mean, I saw the footage. I was like first person all the way with this. There's no way I'm going to not do that. Um, it, it's, it's probably my biggest surprise from all of the showcases for sure. Like it's not my most hyped game because Final Fantasy, but definitely my biggest surprise that yeah, I did like how a full bar was. Yeah. Yeah. I, we're going to listen to old episodes of our podcast and we're going to be like, oh man, we were idiots. Cause there was times <laughs> where we we're just sitting there like, oh yeah, Starfield's going to be so fun to a thousand planets. Ugh. I mean, and here's the thing. Like I Chris, still think this game is going to be okay at best, but at least I feel like it'll be fun for the bits that I do play. And just for context, Chris, I already do feel like an idiot when I listen to the podcast. I thought Atomic Heart was going to be a candidate for Game of the Year. What an idiot I was back in December. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I tried it. About half an hour later, I went, nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah. I'm good. So, uh, yeah. I know we've been going for a little while. What are some, like, let's just do some, like, rapid fire through some of the games that we like. We kind of, we'll take turns going through and share thoughts. Um, I'll go with my number two. Uh, Star Wars Outlaw looks amazing. I'm so excited to just hop into spaceships and speeder bikes and go pew pew pew. Um, yep. I love the fact that we are doing like reb like rebel era like stuff. I find that that's an era that doesn't get a lot of games lately, so I'm very excited to have rebel era stuff. Um, only gripe I have is the the main character doesn't jive with me. Like, not that she's bad. Like the two main hangups is that like I find that she doesn't look like. She looks like she's like a high school kid in the sense, like, I don't know what it is. It just the, the main character. Doesn't, that, yeah, like it's the hair. I think it, and I honestly think it's just the hairstyle. Like the hairstyle for me just doesn't like it looks weird. It doesn't fit. I don't know. I'm being nitpicky very much so. And I also felt that like very much like the uncharted quippiness, constant kind of like silliness. And I'm like, it's not bad. These aren't deal breakers for me, but I'm just like, oh, it doesn't look like a super cool character that i want that i want to play as but like the gameplay looks awesome i'm so excited that we, we're getting like the pikes and the syndicates in there like it's checking all the boxes it looks amazing i'm so excited to do like combat and space and do speeder bike chases like can't wait for this game yeah yeah that's a good one that's gonna be a well i mean i hope but it, it i mean i hope i so hope it good. is too i hope that it does something that at least kind of keeps the burnout away because i'm obviously curious about it regardless yeah. Oh, and it's there's no you're not a Jedi. Hopefully, like I am so excited to be playing a Star Wars game where I am not a Jedi. I'm not. Oh, they're gonna Force. they're gonna totally flip it. Like at the end of the game, it's gonna be like, hey, you actually are part of the you. You, you know what? You have a little bit there, and that's gonna be the big tease. I don't no. think they will actually. I really no, hope they don't. I think, no, they'll leave her as an outlaw. Like you're playing as Han. You're basically playing as Han Solo, who is like the best character in Star Wars. So I'm very excited about that. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm not wait. I'm not big into one of them right now because I actually played Like a Dragon and didn't like the RPG combat, but 
The Like a Dragon um, Infinite Wealth trailer was literally the best trailer of the entire showcase. It was the funniest fucking trailer. Is that the one where he's naked? Yep. Because yeah. he's okay. in California. They're in America. Yeah, I love that America. too. Quick question. Quick question. Someone who hasn't played the Lack of Dragon yet. Who's a, what the, like, I feel like every three months there's a new like game coming out. Is that the case? Because I feel like they, it's every well, it's, three months it's because like, there's a new one. They decided that they wanted to do the RPG games. So they've okay. done a JRPG Yakuza game. So in order to do that and keep the old guard happy... They're now separating the two, so now there's actually two running storylines going. So now they have the man who erased his name, which is the continuation of the main character story from like the first six Yakuza games. Well, I guess seven if you count zero now. But like now they're doing two separate things where and it looks like too, like they're pushing Ichiban, which is the new like a dragon character, to America, so that way they can even keep the two of them separate, which I actually like because I love to see what uh, Ryu Ga Gotoku Studio does with a different location now because it's always been in Japan. I'd love to see what they do now with the zaniness. Like, let's be honest, Yakuza games are fucking weird. Give them Americans, you know they're gonna have fun with that. <laughs> yeah. You know they're gonna have so much fun with that. And oh, again, yeah. Yeah. the Austin Powers level editing of censorship in that trailer, chef's kiss. I fucking oh, loved it. That one point where she like grabs her drink and you're like, oh, are they going to show it? And there's like the sunscreen yep. there. It's just like, no, this is My not a game My only disappointment me, was I'm pretty sure they got actual English speaking people to do the voice acting. No, if you're going to have an entire game in America, I demand bad Japanese voice actors doing English because it makes it so much funnier. That is true. Oh, that one dead. The, there's I, just I, something I, about like a person whose English isn't a, their default language going, oh my God, like trying to like so hard to sound American and failing well, miserably. Well, because like it's often like you don't, you get all the like enunciations, like you don't get the slang uh, like of the language you're doing it. Right? Oh, it's like, so like over, like over, like pronounced because they have to work on the syllables because again too a lot of japanese dialect they're they don't say syllables the same way we do so like they have different Hmm. inflections so when they try to use certain syllables that we have they can't do it so it's it just sounds so off yep chris what about you what's one that you caught your attention uh i'm gonna have to go with uh mirage assassin's creed um just because like the game there was like before any of the showcases it was all just like oh it's going to be like old assassin's creed and it's like okay ubisoft i believe you no i don't sure thing sure (laughs) whatever and then they're like all right let's just put it in basically every showcase no matter which one you go to you get a little bit of mirage but the more i saw the more i was like this is the original assassin's creed game just like made now with a different character they even showed off at one point um it's like a filter, which makes it all like that gray tone and everything from the original Assassin's Creed. Because that first game was very like gray and light blue tones. Like, yeah, it was back, very, when, very uh, back when color wasn't a thing. Yeah, yeah. There was no color back then. Um, and uh, Before it, color was invented. Act- yeah, it was before it was invented, right? It was 2007. No, there was, there was just a period of like two to three years where games were just devoid of color. It was all gray tone. Yeah, there Gears, was Gears of War, Assassin's Creed. Like they, they all just had that same look of just like, look. We've never seen, you know, that section when you go to look like paint 
uh, colors. Yeah, they just got the one swatch. They got the brown swatch. And they just looked at the one, like, and they only took the bottom part of it where it's all the grayscaled versions of all the colors. They never go high enough to get to where the actual brightness is. Yeah, 100%. Either Um, that or they all had their monitors turned down on contrast. Oh, it could be that too. Um, but yeah, they they just straight up have like old o- AC mode, and it just puts that tone over the whole game just for the heck of it. Uh, like they're putting a lot of like, hey, we know you want the original Assassin's Creed. They probably went like, where do we even go from here, anyways? <laughs> like we're creating this nonsense. We don't even have assassins in the games anymore. What do, what do we do? Someone's <laughs> probably like, what if we just made like Assassin's Creed again? Someone's like, hey, why didn't we think of that? Uh, so. It looks like the old games, and it looks like the reason I used to really like Assassin's Creed back Self. in the 2007 to 2000 and maybe 12 era, right? Yeah, so. I'm totally with you. Like that whole like tracking and like follow, like finding your your target, and then like stealthily going in and taking them out. Like, yeah, I was watching that, and I'm like, this is hitting every single button I wanted to hit. Um, even like I like that new like little predator mode thing that they have, like for, almost like from Splinter Cell Conviction era. Where like you could like line up a bunch of kills and like jump from one to one to one. Like, oh yeah, I thought that was super cool. That I'm so excited. Was really cool. I, and I love the fact that like when they were like doing it, like, hey guys, this is a smaller game with a shorter playthrough. I'm like, those are not knocks. Like this is like <laughs> yeah. per, like after Valhalla. It's like yeah, that that means I'm gonna spend less time looking for collectibles. Thank you. No, like yeah. the fact that like after Valhalla, like I was just getting to the point where like these games are way too big and bloated and. We can talk about this on another episode, like the size of games. But like the fact that they're like, hey, this is a 15 hour game with a small map, like awesome. Totally down for it. My only gripe is apparently that game is only coming out digitally, which I am super pissed about. Ha. Yeah, that is interesting that it's only digital because I'm all for like I'm a digital gamer, but I'm all for like you have both. Like it's also a really weird decision to begin with. I have like 12 Assassin's Creed games all on disc and now I'm going to have one that's not. Yeah, that's yeah. That's true. My OCD would not like that. <laughs> I paid I paid extra money for that thing right there, not just because I like the aesthetic of it. I want my discs. Well, because no one likes the aesthetic of it. <laughs> what do you guys think about um, the um them going VR with it? Because I looked at that trailer and went, I don't think this fits. I got I gotta talk about this. So uh, Chris and I were talking about how the fuck is it that they have a triple I'm gonna call it triple A VR Assassin's Creed game. And it's not even PSVR two. PSVR two is dead. <laughs> it was yeah it, it was it's very interesting that it's meta quest only like is that the most popular vr headset that's out there i don't know either that or but, it could be a deal with them but yeah still, the fact that like you've got psvr2 which is i would argue the dedicated gaming vr headset like it's not like one of those where it's like hey it does a bunch of like it just does gaming and it doesn't even have one of the you hate it or love it one of the largest like ips in gaming and they don't have it for vr for their gaming vr headset like you figure sony would be like it's not a question of where how much we're gonna pay is how much do you want us to pay like we need to have this on our console and they don't so i think that's really weird because like i don't want to i first of all i don't i'd never buy a meta quest i don't think um but also it's like to log into like an assassin's creed you got to also log into facebook first or something like none of it fits in the gaming world and that's the thing too like the decision to go there specifically i'm less inclined to think that has anything to do with sony and more to do with ubisoft's decision oh yeah definitely they were paid to probably make it exclusive or something because even just on pc you'd think i know they're releasing on the epic game store if they were going to do it at first 
but at least you've got like all the different PC VR headsets. And I have to imagine that's one of the bigger uh, P, uh, VR spaces because that's where there's, you know, a lot of PC gamers are the ones that'll go out and pay that extra money. They paid all the money for the computer. They're probably the only ones that are willing to also drop that extra VR money in there. Um, and obviously there's the modding and all that kind of stuff, but you'd think that also even just PC would be included. Like I was expecting this to be on, you know, a whole bunch of just different VR headsets, like coming to PC via Epic or Steam or something like that and coming to PlayStation. And when I saw what it was releasing on only, I was like, this just killed itself. That, like, that's it's why dead. I think Ubisoft either took a deal or they're just, again, being what Ubisoft does best, which is making really weird decisions randomly. Uh, the other thing too is I can't imagine playing Assassin's Creed game with VR. Like you're doing the parkour, you're doing the jumps and the flips, and you're just gonna like halfway through just like be barfing on the floor. Yeah, somebody's gonna jump off their couch into a barrel of hay, and it's actually their floor, and it's gonna hurt like hell. Also, legitimately, <laughs> that game is gonna be super niche because you know there are people that don't do well with heights. What is Assassin's Creed? Heights and more yeah. heights. Yeah. That's going to be a really hard sell to a lot of people too. Even if they, even if they are like, Oh my God, I finally have something for the meta quest. And they'll be like, yeah, but it's a game of just you jumping off rooftops. Shit. <laughs> Shit. Grandma's not buying yeah. that one. So yeah, that... uh, the only other thing I, the only, the biggest concern I have with Assassin's Creed Mirage is I really hope we're moving away from like the whole precursor, like the precursor. I can't keep track. Like that whole science fiction BS part of that. That needs to go. That needs to drop. And I hope that this is a point where they use it as a way to like you can keep the Abstergo stuff. You can keep all that, but get rid of the whole like doomsday, like Adam and Eve or whatever the first yeah, like, I don't can, even can know we, what it's can called. we not have this God talk? Can can we can it's we so, just can we yeah. just talk about history? Aliens. Yeah, like liked. make it make it a historical conflict. Like yeah. yeah. Like you can like, have the, Templars versus Assassins going throughout history. Just remove the the mystical shit. That's what I, I think yeah. I was talking to Chris about this. I said, like, just make it like a, a series where it's just like, hey, it's a it's a conflict that's been going on since the dawn of time. I don't, Two know, if, groups, I don't been... know if this was either before Chris was on the show or maybe he was away for one of these episodes. I know we spent like literally a chunk of a podcast talking about what we needed Assassin's Creed to not be anymore. Yeah, just make it an endless I'm... conflict. and You can make it like, hey, there's one group that's about order, one group that's about freedom. They go by many names. This is their stories. And yeah. just do a just do a spy versus spy like mad like mad magazine kind of thing where like one side wins and it shifts back like you know just an endless conflict. It's not complicated. I don't mind the the current day stuff when it is like current day assassins and current day Templars, which is mm -hmm. what kind of the original games were anyways. There was the little bit of the modern day, but it really was like, oh, okay, well we need to you know, in order to fight Abstergo now, which is the Templars, we got to go back and find this artifact. This might Natural help us McGuffin. in today's fight. And it was like fine because it gave a reason to like go back into the past and it was mm. like kind of cool. And it was until they started introducing so much of the sci-fi bullshit from like the, the first people of what, like whatever the hell all that was, it was insane. Like mm -hmm. if you want to do the modern day stuff, just keep it like, Hey, Abstergo is Templars. We're a small amount of assassins in current day. We've figured out how to go back and look at memories of our ancestors and stuff. And it might help us in the battle today. 
you have like five minutes at the beginning, halfway in the game, you get out of the machine and there's a little like five minute cutscene, And then you go back in the machine. And at the end of the game, it's like, Hey, I think we've got one more piece to fight the assassin, uh, the Templars today. And then like, that's it. Like, that's all you need to do. Hmm. If you want the modern day stuff, you don't even need it. But if you're really stuck on that Abstergo stuff, like that's all you need to do. Just a little, little thing. That's it. Yeah. But I don't know. Adam, what about you? What's a, what's a game that kind of piqued your interest? Uh, so I've already, well, with all my rants on the other shows, I've already basically done all the major ones. So I'm actually going to point yeah. out a couple of ones in the small shows that we didn't talk about. Sure. Uh, so I'm just going to pull out three randomly. So, oh, um, wait, sorry. I, I don't, you also had a rant that you were going to go on and I said we were going to, oh yeah, well, for a deep well we were talking about good things. Fable is not one of my good things. Okay, cool. Yeah. We'll get back to that in a second. So, um, from the PC gaming show, I thought there was a really cool one called Stampede uh, Racing Royale, which looks like a Mario Kart and battle royale game level where i think it's like 60 up to 64 people and you race i thought that looked real like a neat idea i'm surprised it's never been done yet like with the amount of battle royale games nobody's done like a racing one and if there is it's not been pushed enough to the top that i noticed it so i thought that was yeah. really cool uh the wholesome direct which i legitimately went in not thinking anything about and honestly like i watched it with lisa we found a lot of things that i actually end up wishlisting i think there's a lot of like I guess the coffee talk, like, chill part of me is, is okay with a lot of these games now. Uh, there is a game called Lakeburg Legacies, which is you uh, kind of overseeing a, a medieval, like, town, and you're helping, like, rebuild the place, but you're also, like, setting people up to be couples and, and trying to build family lines and stuff like that. So it's almost like it's a dating sim, but it's more like you're playing matchmaker. So I thought that was a really cool one. And then for... Uh, which one would this have been? This would have been, oh my God, why am I blanking? It wasn't future game show. Oh, Guerrilla Collective. Uh, they announced the sequel to Dark Deity, Dark Deity 2, which I don't know. Have, Chris, have you tried out Dark Deity yet? Because that's a Fire Emblem uh, Steam game. I have not, but now yeah. I will. Yeah, well, I would I would wish list that. Dark Deity is literally Fire Emblem, just indie. It's almost like to a T, exactly like Fire Emblem. And it's really good, and I'm glad that they're getting a sequel because it was fantastic. Actually, I'll give two. They're also making a sequel to 20XX, which is the actually like decent old-school Mega Man game that isn't made by Capcom uh, with 30XX. So those were the two that stood out there. But there's a lot more. I, I would suggest if anybody hasn't watched Guerrilla Collective, Future Game Show, Wholesome Direct, or PC Gaming Show, take a look because there's a lot of interesting things that might even be on Xbox Game Pass as well down the road because they're all any developed or on steam there's a lot of cool things that i saw beyond just those four that i just mentioned there i literally went from 35 to what's my wish list at now it is at 65 i added 30 things in the last week your wish list is only at 60 mine's at over 500 i don't even look at it anymore that's because, because I... I get the games i want chris and then play them i know that sounds like a really hard concept for you to get behind <laughs> No, I have a lot of the games I want. I just don't, I can't play them well, all. Well, you're, I, fall, you're not I following over... up on the playing them part then. That's the problem. <laughs> I try so hard. Uh... Yeah, I, we kind of talked a lot of the games that I liked as well. Um, you know, Clockwork Revolution looks cool. I mean, we talked about PlayStation last week. Space, uh, Warhammer Space Marine looks cool like that. Just... The aesthetic of Warhammer I'm is just so, so cool. glad that Warhammer games oh, yeah. are getting bangers after bangers right now because they used to be ha they used to be so bad. What? Like, I don't know anybody that gave a crap about Warhammer games, and then Vermintide started making the rounds, and then uh, what's what's the new one? Was it Dark Tide? Is the newer one that's come out? 
Uh, you are it. sorely mistaken. Uh, did you never hear of uh, Warhammer Ready at uh, the Ready at Dawn one, the um, Dawn of War? I don't know. Oh, like, Dawn I'm of I'm going off of what I have friends that are super into Warhammer, and they really haven't spoken much about the games since until Vermintide started really tipping the scales. It seems like the last five years, especially, have been fucking solid for Warhammer fans. Dawn of War was good, and then they um, then they also had the PlayStation Three version of of uh, uh, Warhammer. So, like for me, Warhammer is such a stupid property in terms of like the lore and all that stuff, but it is such a cool like design aesthetic, and it, like just seeing those Space Marines in like current gen graphics, it just looks so cool. And oh I'm yeah, they so oh, yeah. down to play that. They look so sick. Yeah, so that game good. that game is gonna be a mediocre seven or eight, and I am so down for playing that. Yeah, like yeah. comfort food. Yeah, it's garbage. It's it's Cheetos on a, at a two in the morning. It's like n- I'm not making good choices right now, but I don't care. I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> exactly. Um, other than that, like, yeah. Um, the other one, that kind of thing, and I'll kind of leave it as a way to kind of segue in for Adam. But like, I'm excited that we got Fable. It looks nothing like Fable. I have no idea what the hell this is going to be like. Is it a modern like version of Fable? Like, I don't know what it is, but I'm excited. I've always loved Fable. Like, I feel like Fable 1, 2, and 3 have all been fantastic, and I'm kind of curious to see what Fable 4.3 or whatever version we're on of 4. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm curious ahead, what Adam. Adam's going to say. Let's go. Let's get, see it. Get Let's into it. it. So, I understand that people are excited that Fable's coming back. I understand that people are really happy to see in the trailer that the British humor to it is still there. However, without gameplay, guys, there is nothing to be excited about because I don't know if people have forgotten, but Fable has always been an over-promised, under-delivered franchise. As Peter Molyneux, this is different now. Don't ruin it for me. I know, but (laughs) until they prove otherwise, I think people need to chill out a little bit. I think the bigger concern is that this is the third CGI trailer we've had for a Fable 4. Yeah. Well, there's that too. Um, <laughs> also, just because a game is funny in its trailers does not mean it's going to be fun to play. And I'll say this. I You just said that the Fable games have always been fantastic. I will say that the Fable games have always been fun to play but as an actual game they're all horribly not not interesting because they all operate under the same thing the story sounds cool and then they all end horribly because they they forgot how to write like the fact that literally the final boss of i believe the second game you literally don't even have to do anything and someone else will kill them for you i think that's awesome yeah i like that I'm but like I, mean, even, I, even when play, I wish I, wish I could go back and play Gear. them, but I could never be bothered to now. But like, I would love to go back and play one of them just to see if maybe 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 I'm misremembering. But like, even when I was younger, when they came out, I would play them, and I'm like, this is fun, this is really cool. And then the game would be over. And I'm like, well, that was like a seven at best. What the hell happened? See, you make an argument of like, hey, there's like the one where you don't even have to do anything, and someone else will do it. To be honest, people praise Metal Gear for the fact that you could just, like, I think it's Metal Gear 3, where you could just wait and the boss dies of old age. Like, let's be real. I think that's stupid, too, honestly. Okay, I just want to make sure there's some consistency. I appreciate the consistency. It's the same It's the same thing. Like, look, I love Metal Gear in certain aspects. The Psycho Mantis, oh, you need to change your controller port? 
guys, that sounds cool, but in practice, that's really stupid. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get some flack for that. Fine. I'm sure I'm going to get some <laughs> flack for that. But, like, guys, as a game, as a playable thing to do, that's not cool. That Like, it's a cool idea. But when you really think about it, you're supposed to be a spy or, like, this secret agent sort of, like, god-tier pistol, like, whipping thing. And the only way to win is to have a person outside of the world unplug the controller and plug it back in. Yeah, talk about, like, fourth wall breaking. I'm like, yeah, see, um, no, I, you're if I wanted to play that kind of stuff, I would just play a Deadpool game, guys. Yeah, well, the other thing, like too, that. like, the other thing, too, is I wonder how they're going to do, like, that little thing with the ps5 like re release that they're doing like because you can't switch like into playstation into like oh second yeah. port. i don't i don't that. it sounds like they're not really changing anything so i think they're going to keep most of it intact how would they do how would they do that thing like i can't take my playstation like my player one and put it into player two do oh, i switch sorry, to I, a different i thought profile? you were going back to the uh the end no. where you just waited no. it out no yeah. i'm talking about like the control just Maybe Konami, Konami, they also didn't think of it, and there's going to be a day two patch because <laughs> <laughs> everyone's like, I can't progress. There's no second controller. They get to the part where it's like insert disc two, and they're like, we didn't even figure this out. Oh, yeah. The fact that, just... that seven rebirth is going to be on two discs, by the way, we forgot to mention that. Apparently that's not the you, first. The game best part doing. was in the entire trailer. Like, as soon as that dropped, all you heard in the background was one being like, whoa, two discs. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Cyberpunk did that, and so did Red Dead Redemption Two. That's Red Red Dead. Technically, technically, Jedi Fallen or Jedi Survivor did that too, but they just didn't want to spring for the second disc. <laughs> well, yeah, but that it would also have to work on PC to get that far. True. Yeah, true. And I think with the two discs, it's not like the old days where it's like insert disc two. It's like one has a crap amount of data. You put it in, it starts the install. You take that one out, and then you just use the one disc only going forward. So yeah. it's just like an extra install that doesn't fit. As in, the game's going to be stupid huge when you buy it digitally. That's yeah. what that freaking means. So I'm going to have to buy a hard drive. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, to, to to sum up my Fable rant, uh, there was a collection of people that I saw saying like this was the coolest trailer of all, and I was like, guys, it was not the coolest. Let's trailer. let's no. calm down. They just showed you fighting a giant. Okay, no, God of War's done that. Or no, yeah, I don't even think they showed you fighting the dry, the the giant. It was just like, excuse me for a moment, and then he's lying on the ground dead. Like I don't think you actually got to see him fight the dry, giant. Well, you, you know what spoiler. I mean. Like they showed the idea that's that you're probably going to fight implied. something like that. No. That's implied. It very well could be he had a like brain aneurysm, could have slipped and hit his head. And you're making and assumptions. It also could just get cut from the game because they realize they can't do it effectively. Because again, it's not even a gameplay trailer. Or the game could just get canceled and rebooted again, like they did for the other two times. Yeah, that's true. Remember, there's supposed to be a connect version of of Fable well, at one well, point. Well, that's why I was so oh, yeah, yeah, Fable. Le was it Fable Legends? I don't know. It doesn't matter. But like. I'm surprised we even saw that trailer to be honest, because I could have sworn that it was getting it was getting redone from scratch again. So I didn't think we were gonna see anything. But I I almost wonder if they just put it there because like well we have to show something or else people are gonna be really really angry. Yeah, maybe. One of like th thankfully like I'm more or less pointing out like um a small amount of the Xbox. It was mostly the Xbox community because there was an equal amount that were like, why didn't they show any gameplay again for this game? <laughs> 
Because there's definitely a lot of people on the flip side that are going, they still haven't shown us anything about this game that's been in development for a while now. <laughs> no, they don't have anything yet. Yeah. <laughs> All right, one more also, from you guys. Side and note, then, uh... No contraband. Yeah. I was really surprised by that too, and I'm also disappointed. No Indiana Jones either. I thought that was a yeah. shame. Oh, that's that right my... too. Yeah, that was my yeah. biggest uh, disappointment is just yeah. that there was no Indiana Jones, and I was expecting that the whole time. I thought they were going to finish with it. Yeah, me too. Like the one more thing? Yeah, yeah. Like they had Starfield, and like, all right, they're going to show Indiana Jones and be like, anyways, Starfield Direct, let's go. Yeah. But, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's do one more around the, around the horn, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap it up because uh, we could be talking here for hours, and I have work in the morning, so. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll finish with this. I'm genuinely surprised yeah. that there was only one major Star Wars game. I mean, yeah, actually, when you think of how many... I legitimately thought we were going to get more than one. <laughs> It'd be one of those situations where all the studios show up and it's like everyone's wearing the same shirt and like, oh, we should have coordinated this, I guys. thought the theme this year, how like Summer Game Fest last year was space horror. I thought it was literally just going to be, and here's a Star Wars game from so-and-so. <laughs> you got a Star Wars game and you got the Star Wars game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What was uh, one more game that kind of, you kind of went through a bunch of them, but what's one more that you want to talk about before we wrap it up? Uh, I'm not a Soulsborne guy, but I got to say Lies of Pi actually looks really good. That does. Lies of P. Oh, sorry. Lies of P. Yeah. I, don't, I think yeah, I'm Lies thinking... of Pi and I'm mixing the two together. <laughs> See, yes, the, we're going the, back the to fantastic. Tigers again. <laughs> yeah, I love how Red 13 was in that movie. <laughs> but yeah like i'm not a Soulsborne guy but like i looked at that trailer and went okay yeah people are gonna get some good stuff out of that that looks fantastic nice chris what about you what's one more that you want to talk about before we wrap it up i don't have much to say because i kind of already did but i just want to reiterate that sonic superstars looks fantastic and i will be picking yeah. it up like there's no way i won't i don't expect it to be game of the year or anything i just hope it's like a really good 2d sonic game that you can play with up to uh, you know four people or whatever i just I, I can't wait to to sink my teeth into that that's a day one for me i don't care all right fine well if chris has nothing i'll do it for him so chris thinks that uh he cannot wait for call of duty warzone season four <laughs> <laughs> okay i don't understand it was really it's really over. a sleeping yeah, hidden gem <laughs> Freak. freaking call of duty don't take away my well, Sonic Superstars and replace it with Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been fun. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, let us know what games you were excited for, which conference you thought was the best. And you can do that by either just replying to us at uh, the email pixelplaypodcast at gmail.com or you can go to our link tree, linktr.e forward slash pixelplaypodcast. Let us know what conference you thought was the best. Uh, and you can talk to other fans and you can talk to ourselves as well. We're always in the Discord chatting with fans, uh, much like yourself. Uh, we post this episode every week, a new episode every week, Wednesdays at 1230 Eastern Standard Time. So if you want to do that, you can find. Oh, is it noon? OK, cool. Noon Eastern Time, uh, wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube and Spotify. If you want to see these lovely faces as we uh, with that, thank you guys so much. Adam, Chris, thank you so much again. We will do this again next week. Bye for now. <laughs>